Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Man, this week was complete with hella ups, hella downs, but I made it through. Uh, It was very, very difficult. On the positive side, I recently started posting clips of me doing my poetry, you know, kind of practicing my cadence, getting my breathing together. Um, As you guys know, I had uh, COVID June of 21, and I was down for like 37, 40 days, something crazy. Um, And so it has affected, you know, my, my breathing to an extent. So I just uh, be practicing, you know, just getting it back in order. But I had put up three uh, three little snippets, maybe a minute long, if that. And this guy had reached out to me like, yo, you should come to, you know, my open mic. Um, and anxiety kicked in immediately because I am very socially awkward, uh, very much um, an introvert. And having conversations with people one-on-one is very difficult for me. It's a high level of anxiety. Um, and so I try to kind of stay away from it. I also know that in this realm of creativity that I have with the poetry, the podcast, what I'm trying to do as far as help people healing and deal with grief, um, I have to get over that. Right. And so I've been, you know, taking little steps to be more comfortable in front of people one-on-one having those type of conversations or any conversation for that matter. Um, but I posted those three pieces and I'm used to people, you know, liking or commenting very few, but I'm just, I'm used to that part of it. But this time I posted these three pieces, um, practicing or what have you. And a guy, um, invited me to his open mic and spoken word if you guys don't know, if you know me, you know that that's my deal. That is, that's my thing, a hundred grand. And being amongst poetic peers, like, it is an amazing feeling. Like, I've been around people who run track while I ran track. I've been around people who played football while I played football. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of those people. We can have sports conversations all day, and it feels good when you have those conversations. Not on the Al Bundy type, you know, still, like, holding on to your glory days, but just, you know, the knowledge of the the game, right, when we have conversations about how we used to play and looking at today's game and what have you. Um, I've never been in the room of my uh, poetic peers, right? I've been at open mics before, but it's one of those things where – you perform and you dip. You really don't, like, even quote-unquote networking, um, people typically have their own tables. Like, unless it's something like a dance environment type deal, it's really not that much mingling at these type of events. So with this one, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, it's more of a showcase style than it is an open mic, but it's neither here nor there. So being on the show, it really, like, I be, like I'm not going to hold you. I really be, like, in a panic sometimes. Um, because I'm trying to get over the anxiety of actually having to talk to people in real time. So um, I ended up doing four pieces, and I know that I am 
amazing at what I do. I know that I am gifted and talented at what I do, but I also know that I put in work to be as skilled as I am. Um, but knowing that wasn't even the highlight for me. The highlight of the, the event was seeing other poets respect my skill and my content. It's, <clears throat> excuse me. It's one thing for a normal consumer to enjoy your stuff, right? A regular, uh, and, I, and, and not saying like, I don't want to say regular, like devaluing them, but a non-singer, a non rapper, poet, right? It's different when fans be, are, it's different when fans or you get fans and they're like, oh, I like your poem, I like your song, yeah, I would, or I, I rock with that. It, it feels very special. But when your peer gives you, you know, respect, it's a whole different level of enjoyment. And so being in that, uh, being in that open mic with other uh, poets, even though we are way different in cadence, delivery, and content, it felt good to just be in that space, right? And besides the anxiety of talking to people, I really enjoyed myself. Like I said, there was more of a showcase than it is an open mic. Um, like after each piece, uh, there is a conversation of the content. If you know, if if a con if a conversation is warranted, um, the pieces that I did ended up sparking conversations about mental health, and y'all know that's my thing more than more than anything. Um, my goal. My goal is to have everything backtrack to the pod, right? So everything that I do, I want the pod to be, you know, the foundation. Um, the way that everything is lined up, everything that I do go hand in hand. And so I wasn't surprised that the pieces sparked conversations on mental health. I was surprised that the amount of conversation that went on at the Poetry Open Mic like, I, it's not my event or what have you. I was doing my best to, you know, not take up time. But I guess the the points that I was making and the, the, the space in which I speak of from a place of healing, from a place of understanding, um, it granted me the opportunity to have to have the floor, right, to, to be able to speak. Um, and however I, I needed to speak, even though I was, I was really like, yo, my bad, I'm not trying to take, you know, take up y'all time, but they were like, no, nah, they were insisting on me continuing, you know, my thoughts and stuff. So I was just like, all right, bet. Um, and like I said, we ended up speaking on mental health stuff. And when I get in that space, the anxiety, it, it, it leaves me because I'm more concerned about healing or helping to heal people than I am myself. I'm able to lose myself in those conversations about mental health, about understanding, um, listening to other people's perspective on their own situations and how they saw it, um, allowing them the opportunity to to want help or, or not. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I hear certain things and it's like, I want to jump on it. Like, hey, I got something that can help you right there. But if you're not ready to be helped, then I could be doing you a disservice too soon. Like I said before, it, uh, the negative is not always the thing that takes you down. Sometimes you can be encouraged in a positive way to move faster than you need to. 
which in turn will affect your growth because you'll you have to slow down later on because you move too quickly. So once we got into talking about the mental health part of things, like I felt I felt good. I wasn't even worried about um, doing a poem or, or what have you. It was just one of those things that it was weird for me because, again, it's not my event. I was confused on on the 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 structure of the show because I wasn't used to that. So I was cordial. I was more than cordial because it wasn't like it was a bad time or, or a bad thing. It just was like I was struggling a little bit because I haven't performed in front of people in a while and I wasn't mentally prepared to answer. Well, I wasn't prepared for it to turn to what it turned into. I'm appreciative of the opportunity and the invite um, of the show. Um, I will be attending again. Um, but yeah, but I kept, I, I don't know, I kept apologizing, which is really weird, but that's just, it's a trauma response. Um, and one thing that I did notice in that space, which again, struggling with paranoia, it's good to have factual information because I went in paranoid because I know I'm not a tradition, a traditional poet. And when I heard the people speaking and they were traditional, I'm like, man, I'm in the wrong space. I'm not going to fit. Like, what am I doing here type thing? Like, and so kind of went into a panic, but I'm me. Like once they call my name, I was just like, I got the spotlight right now. I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, I'm going to do what I have to do. Right? I I I'm here for this. It's not, I'm not meant to, you know, none of us are meant to really be, you know, following in other people's footsteps per se. It's about being the best version of you, not the next version of someone else. And I learned that at a very young young age and so like I tell my kids all the time like I might struggle, you know, in practice, I might struggle day to day, but when it counts, I'm a like as long as I'm breathing and in my right mind, I'm a, I'm gonna come through. And so this time was no different. Like I did my job. Um I was very pleased with the pieces that I that I did. I messed up a couple of times, but you know, for a person who had a stroke and who has, you know, difficulty with memory and stuff like that, like, I feel like I, I held my own in in that room, right? And so, I, like, I told the host, like, I don't care if it was just you in here, like, once I decide that I'm going to spit the poem, like, I don't care if it's one person or 200 or 2 million, I'm, I'm going to spit it just the same. So, you know, that's what I did. I, I held my own. Um, the aftermath of it, you know, I got some follows from it, some interaction from it, possible business opportunities. So that was, that was good. But like everything else, you know, balance is required. And no matter what happens in my life, the moment that um, it starts seeming like good is coming, right? Like the light is about to shine so bright, got hit with a disaster, right? A financial a financial disaster and on one side is devastating right because it, it's it, it was a significant amount of money that I took a hit on but the reality of the situation is I'm still breathing I still have a roof over my head I'm still able to do you know what I what I need to do it just prolonged some of the investment that I was going to do for the business um, prolong some of the things that I needed to grab, you know, for the kids and stuff like that. So it's like a bit frustrating. 
um, trying to figure out what's going on with it. What like, and I'm very much confused about it. But it it knocked me down. It really did. Like it it, it really knocked me down. And it's funny because not for myself. You know what I mean? Like everything that I do, it's about helping somebody else. Like as we've gone on this journey with with this mental health stuff and this podcast, I've always, you know, pre I've been preaching per se, like make sure you're good before you do anything for other people. And I, I go out of my way to make sure that I'm okay with things. Um, I go out of my way to make sure that I'm set with things before I get to helping. But when I can't help, when I can't help, it's a frustration. When I can't, um, when I can't do what I need to do, I get very, very annoyed. I feel very much less than, um, and it affects me really bad. And I don't know why that is. Like, I, I feel like a failure, excuse me, and it's just a headache and a half. It's a headache and a half to deal with. And it's something that I am definitely working on to try to uh, handle a little bit better to where when things happen, I don't feel like I failed an entire, you know, a, an entire thing. It's just something happened and that's what it is, right? And I know that whenever the good comes for me, it's going to be crazy because of how harsh the bad is. And it's like I'm 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 on a high horse, you know, dealing with the difficulties of work and that and, and, and being frustrated about that. Like this open mic thing and this opportunity was crazy for me because I've never been able to experience it. Right. And so. Turning around, having a financial hit, I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Right. And then, boom. Not only did I catch a, a, a financial hit, I got a, a shot to the ego. And I felt myself rearing up in a way that I didn't like. And I've told myself in, in from experiencing abuse in relationship physically, mentally, verbally, I have come to a point in my life now to where I'm like, it's certain things I'm just not going to tolerate. And I'm saying tolerate loosely because people are entitled to do what they want to do. The difference now is that I have made up in my mind that at all costs, I'm going to speak up about what I need to speak up about, whether it breaks the friendship, the relationship, like whatever, the, the job, um, because I notice for me, the resentment starts to escalate to a very, very high level. And then the responses take me out of my character. And so I always say, I want to be who I say that I am. And so with that, I have to be able to do that regardless if my emotions are high or not. Right. And so it was just one of those weeks to where I couldn't win, win for losing. Right. I was trying to be excited about the good. Then the thing with the money happened, thing with the money happened and think like I just I just was everywhere. Very, very, uh, very emotional. And again, I told you guys I haven't been medicated, you know, with the depression and anxiety and stuff. So my emotions is, it have have been everywhere. So I don't know if they were super high because of because of that or like what. But just just headache. 
it, it was just a headache. Um, but I made it through the week. I made it with with purpose. I made it uh, with patience, you know, and I just believe that things are going, going to fall in order. Like, it really sucks because the good times don't last as long as the bad times, right? And so people always, like, you be hype over the smallest stuff, and I'm like, because I don't know when the next good part is gonna gonna happen. I don't know when the next good thing is gonna happen. I don't know how long that that good thing is going to to last or be around. So it's like for me, I'm humbled and I'm appreciative of the smallest things that go in my way, um, and I work hard for them. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, the effort that I put in, it doesn't yield the positivity that it should, but if it just gives back a smidget of, of uh, if it gives back a smidget of happiness, if it gives back a smidget of, of love, of appreciation, then I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be happy about that. You know, a lot of people are, are like I said, I can't think a couple of weeks ago, a lot of people are on that, what's next, what's next, what's next? And it's like, I, I don't have the luxury of doing that mentally because once I start disregarding myself, I don't have people who pour into me like that. Like I don't, like if I had um, people who acknowledged, right? then I wouldn't have to be so focused on acknowledging myself per se. And we all should be acknowledging ourselves, but I'm like, to a certain extent, like if, if I get on board with everyone else with the what's next, what's next, I have nobody pouring into me. So now I'm empty and then it's resentment, then it's anger. Then now the behaviors are, are, are out of order and I'm out of character of who I say that I want to be. And so because this because the good is is few and far in between i really like to relish in in the good the good parts because conflict starts to happen when we start on the opposite ends of ourselves like i say often and it's not healthy like i only have black and white like i like if i'm being honest it's no gray area with me it is it is or it isn't, right? It's like only one person on, on this planet that is a gray area that I allow to be in that, that space for whatever reason. But other than that, I'm very, very harsh on not being not having an in-between. And it's not healthy and it's something that I can uh, I constantly work on because I see how it affects me. Like I see the conflicts it causes of me being like, I'm on the extreme sides of emotions on both sides, whether it's good or bad. And that creates a, a war um, within me, a tug of war, you know, with, with, within me, right? Because in every situation, I'm trying to have understanding, I'm trying to uh, have keep my composure i'm trying to move in a in a logical way but on one side i'm like man if i'll burn all this shit down right like i don't i don't care about any of it but then on the other side i'm equally as soft like equally as forgiving immediately like oh my bad like i said you know uh a few minutes ago when i was on that event because like i kept talking because they kept talking to me but my mind didn't 
register, they keep asking me questions more than it registered. It's people waiting to speak and you keep talking. So I kept apologizing for not taking the host time, but I know the fellow poets and poetesses, however you say it, I know they were wanting to speak, right? Um, and so I live more on, I live more on the gentle, docile side, right? Because not having a middle means if I don't live there, I have to live on the extremely aggressive anger side, negative side, right? So I typically stay in that that chill, that calm, that that space, but it creates so much in me when I'm going through certain things because I wasn't raised like this. Not saying that I was raised like some wild animal or stuff like that, but everything had to be a fight, whether it was verbal or physical. Like that was the consequence of everything. That was how you solved everything. It wasn't about having conversations or anything like that. It's about putting your dukes up and getting to it. And then if it's a conversation after that, then so be it. So for me, I don't want to be in that space. I've had my share of fights. I've had my share of instances where, you know, I've been shot at, been stabbed, been, you know, in fights, you know, chased, you know, I've done some chasing, you know what I mean? So it's just, it, it creates this this big tug of war. And that's what happened this weekend. I was going, like, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, and so I just really started thinking about a lot of stuff. Like, we always, we always trying to think about We always try to think about things in two ways. Like I just explained, it's either the positive or the negative, right? When you're solely just focused on the right and the wrong and not how we got to the right or the wrong, the conflict is created. Like they say, it's three sides to every story. It's my side, your side, and the truth. But if we break it down, like the truth, like, the truth is the truth. It ain't no it ain't no three sides. Right? The the facts are are the truth. Like for me, um in order for me to stop the tug of war with other people, meaning the arguments, crazy conversations or conflicts or what have you, I don't allow the person and I don't allow myself to skip the foundation of the reason something happened, right? You're not about to yell at me at because at steps four and five, I said this or I did that. And so that made you, you react how you did at six and seven, right? Because that's what we do. We look for those steps that we are right and other people are wrong instead of like, no, go back to the phone. Like, how, how did we get here? Backtrack to what started this and let's ask that question. I know it's hard. I know it is. But anything worth having is worth fighting for. So if we're going through something, like for me, whether it's my kids or in, in uh, relationships, right? Before, I'm your, we match the energy for energy. If you yelling, I'm yelling. If you cussing, I'm cussing. That's how it was because I was fighting for my life 
I had already, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been in these abusive situations. So it's like, I'm got to be energy for energy to protect myself. But then as I start getting older and start realizing, like really moving and understanding, I don't got time for that shit. I'm not arguing with you. Right. I like, even like, even if you initiate the argument, right. Because I like, I'll get caught off guard and I'll just immediately get into that energy. No. I'm not arguing with you. I'm going to tell you how I feel about it and hope that you respect that. And if you don't, that's still your choice. But once you you don't respect it and I see that, then I can move on and it don't mean nothing anyway. But I'm not going to waste time arguing with you, especially over mundane things that are not life and death that don't you know, kill us or put us in jail. I'm not about to argue with you over that. I'm not saying life is perfect. I'm not saying that I don't have conversations, but or, or I'm not saying I'm above having conflict, but I just, I don't like to be in that space of arguing. I don't like being in that space of arguing because for what? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like I'm, I'm two sides of the same coin. I'm fully aware of the good and the bad that's in me, but I accept both, and I no longer, I don't try to stop the bad no more. Right? I don't. Like I, I was thinking about that, and I know this sounds crazy. I don't try to stop the bad no more because I have a a moral compass to what bad is, and it's my like bad to me is me, uh, it's things that I do myself. Like if I over drink, if I smoke, um, if I'm eating hella candy, stuff like that, right? Not out terrorizing people or hurting people and stuff like that, like purposely putting people in danger. But I'm two sides of the same coin. I acknowledge both my good and my bad purposely. I'm full aware of both of them and I don't stop either because that's where we, that's where we get into, um, that's where we get into That's where we get into the self-confusion. That's where we get into the self-doubt. That's when we get into the crazy thoughts because we're feeling above having negative thoughts. Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that in my mind. I'm, I'm crazy if I think that thought. Um, I see a lot of people now online talking about, oh, you know, my intrusive thoughts, you know, broke break through or, or what have you. When we get into these spaces to where we have these mental breakdowns and we have these these angry moments and we try to stop it, yet when it's good, we try to overflow, right? We try like, I'm telling you. The idea of addiction is real in all aspects of life life right too much happiness and i know this sound crazy like when when it too much happiness without a defeat without a loss is dangerous too much too many losses without a win is dangerous right like too much of anything is and so that's why for me i'm learning how to have middle ground as a as a place of rest right now i told you guys my rest is um my rest is purgatory for me it's mental purgatory 
I'm used to being in that space. I'm used to the harshness of life just kicking my ass. But I know that if I stay in that darkness long enough, I'm going to get a glimmer of light that's going to give me the hope to move to the next thing. Right. I try not to over promote my good. That's a problem that I have right now in regards to, you know, the poetry or even this podcast. I, I, I promote it to the best of my ability, but I try not to go overboard as to annoy people because I see people, you know, they'll post, they don't even care. Somebody could, somebody could say, dang, my grandma just died. And they'd be like, man, listen to this tribute. And it'd be a hardcore rap gangbang, shoot them up song. I see people, you know, dang, my house burned down. I lost all my clothes. Somebody will post up under there like, yo, shopping my apparel line, re-up, got all the fresh things. Like, fam, what? And so for me, I try not to overly promote myself um, or under-promote myself. But, you know, I do a horrible job at, at promoting in general. Like, we keep, how can I say this? We keep playing two sides against the middle within ourselves. Like if you think about tug of war, how, you know, the rope is, is split evenly and you have your marker in the, in the, uh, the middle of the rope and the goal is to, you know, one, get that, that marker, you know, close enough to you to reach the end goal or to make your team fall or make the other team fall as to, you know, lose grip on on the rope so you can you can pull it through. And if you equate that to our lives of who we are and how far we are from who we are behind closed doors and who we present to people, there's the conflict. I remember realizing the change in me of when I'm at work, when I'm talking to my friends, when I'm, you know, at home, what have you. And I had the I had the opportunity to catch it myself, right? We all have the customer service voice. We all have you know, this persona, like, oh, I can't act like this at work. I have to be civilized, yada, yada, whatever. And, you know, that's what people say. And I start realizing that the fuck you mean civilized? If I can't speak how I speak in my community at work, if I can't behave how I behave in my community at work, what the fuck am I doing in my community? Who, who am I that I have to alter who I am in front of other people to feel presentable? Like, make that make sense. And so I stopped doing that. I had to kill that because it was creating too much conflict in me of, you know, me going to work and being overly generous and overly, you know, oh, I'm sorry, and, and overly polite. I'm, I'm genuine and polite, right? But when you walk around with a fear of losing things, it escalates those behaviors to an unhealthy uh, level. You see what I'm saying? So if you're afraid to lose your job, you in there being like you going over and beyond knowing you exhausted, knowing they don't pay you good, knowing they be disrespecting you. But you just have that fear. So you do that just like in relationships, like. 
when I'm in a relationship because I've dealt with like my adult relationships, two of my adult relationships were based on a need from the other person. Like they needed something from me. And then once it was retrieved and everything just started going downhill, right? When I learned that, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I see it now, right? So I'm very hesitant in interacting with people and speaking with people because I don't know if it's a need or a want. And if it's a need, I can't fool with you. I get it that relationships, you know, uh, revolve around give and take, right? I get that part, but is that just it? And I'm like, if it's up front, I'm cool with that. Like y'all know, I say a million times, I'm fine. Like if, if we just having sex, we having sex. If it's if it's you trying to be in a relationship, you gotta say it up front. Um, if if you want me to work this, then you gotta say it up front. If you want, if like you see what I'm saying, I don't want to be bamboozled. I don't want to be disrespected and and caught off guard. And so knowing that. For me, I stand I stand on my foundation. I don't let too many people in to uh, my mental breakdowns, my emotional breakdowns, because I don't need the extra opinions if you don't understand. Like, I need you to be able to, you know, if I'm wilding, of course, like, bro, you tripping. But if I'm truly having an emotional breakdown, I don't need the disrespect of, oh, it ain't that bad. I don't need the disrespect of get over it. I don't I don't need none of that. What I need is for somebody to be able to understand I'm going through whatever I'm going through. I'm staying out of the way. I'm not trying to take it out on anybody. And if you have advice or the ability to console, then do so, right? Because I'm realizing that we have to allow our good and bad energies to for real meet in the middle at a meeting point. Like society wants forgiveness, but they don't want to give it. We have to get to that meeting point within ourselves that we forgive us. Because we were, a lot of us were taught incorrectly. A lot of us have this push and pull relationships with ourselves of not understanding why we feel a certain way and why we are doing a certain thing. And it's because you have that conflict of your right mind, your experiences pushing you forward while the traditional thinking of how you were raised and how your parents was raised pulling you backwards. And so you don't get to fully live life because you don't know which understanding to go by, your experience or the tradition. And so we find ourselves in these conflicts, um, not communicating properly, not able, not being able to move forward with anything because we're unsure. And one of my main goals for me and my emotional health, because I see it, I have to, I have to find a meeting point to where my emotions, good and bad, can link up and be processed correctly. Because right now, they're not. So when I'm triggered by something, I, it's an extreme feeling of failure, anger, disappointment, like, and it's heavy on me to where I can feel my heart, um, my heart changing, I can feel my breathing changing, like I can feel the muscles tensing up in me, and it's just, it just gets crazy. And so, a lot of our a lot of our mental stuff is is how can I say 
a lot of our mental stuff elevates from us trying to hold stuff in for one for two when we have intrusive thoughts and we have intrusive feelings we try to act like nah that's not me no that's you that's you because we all have it we all have those thoughts like ah, i slapped the shit out of everybody right I'll blow this whole shit up. Like, we all have those type of thoughts. The key is understanding that that is your breaking point, per se, of stress. When you get to talking like that out loud, when you, like, feeling that on the inside of you, like, you feel like that because you're not allowing yourself to have a resting space. So everything is zero from 100 or zero to 100. Everything is that way. I realized that myself. Like, like, bro, why do you why do you go so far so fast? Because I'm extreme. I'm I'm like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm very, very, very extreme um, in everything that I do. But I'm fighting to um, make a difference. Right. This mental health stuff is is it's not no punk. But you but you got to keep fighting it. And. That's my goal. I'm going to keep fighting it, you know, and keep showing y'all that it's okay to show up. Like this this week's episode, hella late because I was struggling mentally, but I told y'all, I'm going to get it done. However we slice it, I'm going to get it done because I gave y'all my word and I put it out there that I really want to remain consistent. Um, and if nothing is hindering me health-wise for real to record other than some mental health struggles, then I'm going to record because I want y'all to see me not just when I'm having okay days. When I'm having bad days, I want y'all to see me so that I'm able to show y'all like, hey, we got this, right? Like I, I get so hard on myself when I'm having negative thoughts, when I'm having dark thoughts. I get so like I be getting down on myself feeling like, bro, you, you are not that mentally weak. You like there's no way that you're having this this type of thought. And so, you know, I was reading, I was reading as usual, and I came across um an article and I took a little clip from it. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna read the bullet points that it that it has. And so it says, we think somewhere between twenty one hundred and thirty three hundred thoughts an hour. The human brain has an inherent negativity bias. 80% of our thoughts are negative. Bruh, 80% of our thoughts are negative. Do you know how much time that that takes to combat negative thoughts? If 80% of our thoughts are negative. Negative thoughts contribute significantly to anxiety, which means that we have up to 2,400 negative thoughts every hour or 44 negative thoughts a minute, almost one every second. The human brain is a habitual way. It says the human brain is a habitual brain and about 90% of our thoughts are recycled. So 80% of our thoughts are negative. 90% of our thoughts are recycled thoughts. So in order for us to, to combat these negative thoughts, we have to replace them with things, right? 
we have to keep fighting. Like, this is why I'm never, like, when people be having bad days and people be bugging, I'm never hard on them. I, I, like, I always have a sense of understanding. I didn't know this statistic until I, you know, recently doing my studies. I was like, wow, that's crazy because I do be having hella negative thoughts and I could be in the happiest of times, right? And to find out that 90% of the thoughts are recycled, it makes sense why depression is so high, why anxiety is so high, because you can't combat those, those thoughts, right? It takes, so, it takes so much for you to be able to get um, back in line. And so ways that, I, that I've learned you know, from the articles that I'm reading and, and took heed to, uh, the ways that, I, that I've learned is um, full body nurturing. And so we always say mental health disorder, mental health disease. I struggle with mental health issues and stuff like that. What's not being talked about is how often mental health disease shows itself in physical form via your health. Like for me, the depression shows itself through through physical stress. You know, my lungs, my heart, the muscle disorder, um, all of all from stress, right? All from stress, and, and of course other things. But you know, stress being the main culprit of of having that. So now, what do I what do I do? I make sure that I shower every day. Make sure that you know I am massaging myself with a massage gun when I need to. You know, I'm taking time to you know do my manicure, my pedicure, stuff like that. You know, make sure I cut my hair, keep my face washed, keep my beard brushed. You know, just fully nurturing myself, reading, uh, meditating, just making sure that I'm fully loving on myself, mind, body, and soul. Because that's going to, that, that allows me to, to ease the tension a little bit. That allows me to be at peace a little bit. Even if that peace only lasts for, you know, that 30 minutes to an hour that I'm meditating or stretching or whatever I'm doing, it's a full body nurturing. So it's allowing me those, those moments. Cause like I said, too much happiness without, without the conflict, it creates a monster too much uh, uh, conflict without the positivity creates a monster. So it's important that even, you know, even, even in extremely hard days, and I've been having some very, very hard days, right? There's a time in the day that I take time to just attempt to be happy. I ain't necessarily cheesing or, or you know what I mean, like that. But it's just like having, you know, attempting to have happy thoughts, looking at things that make me happy. Like I'll look by, I'll look back at certain post or I'll look back at a poem that I did that got good reaction and read the comments or just listen to myself um, you know, say the poem because that's my that's my happy place, right? You know, I I I go out there, I get on the trail, I walk around, I I do to my heavy bag, I get on my bike, stuff like that, just to make sure that I'm nurturing and loving myself because I have to love me in the event that nobody else does, and so I have to know how to do that. I have to know when I'm hurting, why I'm hurting, how I'm hurting, so that I can fulfill the thing that I need to make myself better. And so we have to we have to understand that that we are our our worst enemies at times. But once you start loving on yourself and you continue to love on yourself, even if you get a partner, even if you have hella kids like me, like their love is not gonna be enough. Your partner's love is not gonna be enough. And so the key is you figuring out how to love on you and then you doing it and you feeling okay with doing it. 
right? We all talk about self-care and all that, like, but we say it as a cliche, like, we got to really start doing that shit. We got to really start, you know, dating ourselves. We got to really start encouraging ourselves, not being afraid to follow our dreams and stuff and stop, you know, making excuses. So for me, it's important to to exercise my meditation. You know, it's important for me to uh, uh, cook how I cook, um, you know, watch the shows because it, like it's certain things that just bring me peace. So. Another thing is knowing when to knowing when to shut up, knowing when to to be silent and allow yourself to process the things that you're trying to process. It's sad to say, but once you start having chemical imbalances, um, it's out of your control to an extent. Not acknowledging ailments and not acknowledging things, we think that it's it's helping, but that's a hindrance to us. And sometimes we have to sit in silence. As hard as it is, like I said before, I, like in and I, it's 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 two sided again, two sides of the same coin. Like silence can kill you. It can. Like if you if you've been uh, abused by somebody, if you're you're at like somebody robbing a store, somebody like it can kill you, but it can save you too, right? Because everybody don't need to be in your business. Everybody don't need to help you try to process. It's up to you to to figure you out what your specific thing is, what it is that you need, what it is that you want, what it is that you're not gonna tolerate, and then you have to create that foundation within yourself. I'm very big on like, even in relationships, like if I have my mind set on something, I'm gonna get the foundation set before I say anything to my kids or to my partner. Because I don't need your input on what I, I don't, I don't need your input on the foundation of what I'm doing. Now, as I'm building up, if there's areas in improvement or if there's areas you can add suggestions to, I'm, I'm all for that. But as I'm building the foundation of the thought or thing that I have, it's not up for debate as a result to include in people. So I'm going to shut up. Because when you when you offer too much entry to yourself, you give up so much of the control of how you're able to process stuff. So if I have no foundation and I'm inviting people in, you know, while I'm struggling with depression and anxiety and I'm allowing people in to give now. I got to pause how I think what I think to now figure out what the fuck are you talking about. And is it conducive to what I'm going through and what I'm trying to figure out? So sometimes it's not about control, even controlling ourselves. Like one of the best things that I learned, and I tell everybody this, I'm going to lose control. And I'm not talking lose control as in be violent, um, aggressive, hurt somebody. I'm saying I'm going to lose control and allow the pain to flow. I have to. Because if I stop it, the resentment is going to grow. The fights are going to start. 
the the woe is me is going to start. The, oh, nobody loves me, nobody likes me, my kids are disrespectful, I'm about to jump off a bridge. Like, that's going to start. But if I allow myself to feel how I feel and then, you know, follow that thought up with I'm human. Right. I see so often, I see so often, especially in today's times. Right. These little kids, they 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 try you and they cuss at you and they spit on you and they they, they flinch at you and jump at you. Um, sometimes even they put their hands on you. And if you respond as an adult. The world is like, oh, tough guy, tough girl. Oh, you let a little kid rile you up um, and make you respond like that. You're so weak. You're so this. And it's just like you have no idea what's going on in people's minds and what they are going through. Nobody thinking this is a little kid in front of me because we're so traumatized in life. Kids are getting pregnant. Kids are murderers. Kids are spending lifetime behind bars. Kids are thieves. Like, crime has no age limit. And now that everybody has uh, uh, such easy access to weapons, I, listen, every time I see one of these kids start with one of these adults and get beat up, I applaud the adult. Say it how you will. Feel how you feel about it. Because these are not regular kids no more. These kids is out to hurt people and they're out then they're you know, when they figure out that, oh, this is what happens when when you really try somebody the wrong way, now it's victim. Now, oh look, get this person fired. No, you should have left that adult alone. I tell my kids all the time, I'm not that I'm not that much of an adult. I'll beat the shit out of one of these kids. Like I'm not I'm I'm not that. I'm getting back to my family. Because everything that a six-year-old went to a school and shot a shot a teacher. I believe he was six, if I'm not mistaken, a few weeks ago. And I'm not supposed to res I'm not supposed to respond to a kid because they're a kid and I'm way stronger. Man, get to the body here. I I will beat the shit out of a kid. Right? Those are thoughts that we hold in our head, those type of thoughts. Because, oh, I don't want to be judged and all oh, they're going to do. Like, those are the type of thoughts they have. When I'm feeling like I'm feeling, I let, I let it go. I mean, of course, you know, this is a podcast, so um, I'm saying it on here. But typically, I don't, I just let it go. Wherever I'm at in my room, whatever the thought is, I just, I keep letting it go. Whatever the pain is, I keep letting it go. I don't tell nobody. Because I need that silence. I need those. I need that silence during my meditation time, so that I can hear everything that I'm that I'm going through. Because, you know, after I'm um, after the silence, or hand in hand with the silence, is fresh thoughts. The more I'm, the more active I am when the depression hits, when the fog hits, the 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 more I'm able to downplay whatever the trigger is in the moment. That's a key. That that's a that's a that's a key right there is replacing the negative with a fresh thought. Like I said, I don't even remember what episode I said it on, but I was saying it's crazy to me that I still have certain triggers um, from when I was a child, as if I'm still a child. 
Like I'm not grown. Like I don't like like my hands not nice now. You see what I'm saying? Like like still have a level of fear in whatever I'm doing because I feel like a kid again when certain things are brought up. I feel like a kid again when certain triggers are hit. Um, I feel, you know, very, very little at times when certain triggers hit. But the key is continuing to replace those thoughts. And I continue to do that. It's easier said than done. Um, it's not like an overnight fix of being able to even replace the thought. But the idea of you being able to do it peacefully, right, because you're not you're not telling everybody your business per se. You're not bringing everybody into this fight that you have with mental health. You're dealing with it yourself. So you're able to uh, uh, give yourself fresh thoughts. Now, again, it's, it, it, it's, it's a journey. A lot of times I try to I try to replace that negative thought with a fresh one. That shit don't work. And I'd be more mad. I'd be more hurt. I'd be more disrespected. So I'm not saying that this is an easy task to do, but if if your mental health is worth it for you, then I think you should try it. Like, and I make it obvious to myself when I'm having a bad thought. Like I like it, like I'll say the most randomest good thought that I could think of to try to counteract that thought, you know? Um, and so even with replacing, even with attempting to replace the old thoughts with fresh thoughts, it becomes very, very difficult. So the main thing now for me, like I, like I alluded to earlier, is sticking to the facts, period. That's going to prevent a lot of arguments. That's going to prevent a lot of disrespect between you and whoever you're communicating with. If you just stick to the facts, again, we're human beings and we don't yell, we don't fight, we like all that is going to happen. But if we can just stick with the facts, we'll be able to calm ourselves down, um, even within ourselves. I've learned that when I'm having a... a, a I want to say a mental breakdown, like when paranoia is super high in me or when the anxiety is super high in me. If I can pinpoint what I'm tripping about, like if I'm tripping about money, if I'm tripping about being single, if I'm tripping about parenting, right, I have a starting point that I could talk to myself about, right? If I'm tripping off being a parent, I have a starting point of when the frustration started, um, the bad part that happened of me parenting, and the good part, right? I can stick to the facts, and I'm able, like, no, I am. I'm a pretty good parent. Nah, you know, not from emotion, not because nobody told me, but I'm able to sit down and uh, replace the 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 bad thoughts with new thoughts, right? If it has something to do with money, I sit. Yo, well, you paid this bill, you paid that bill, all the bills are paid. You may not have extras for this, but all of this is paid. So it's like you have to sit down and really get to the facts. And I know it's it's fun to be emotional. I know it's fun to to be able to cry and yell and 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 what have you. But at the end of the day, like again, can we tell jokes if we can never get serious? Like, think about that. And so every time we get outside of the facts of the situation and emotions are brought in, that's where the breakdown starts to happen. Because everybody rather be right than to calm down and listen.
Like everybody wants to be right. They don't want a resolution. Because sometimes the resolution, the, the resolution creates additional issues. And people don't want to continue to go down that route. I've learned that the more the more answers you you obtain, the more questions that you have. I was trying to explain it to them to them at work. Like you guys want stuff done to a certain level, but what you don't realize is once I figure out this piece of the treasure, it's always another piece. No matter how you slice it, when you are hunting in life, and I mean hunting for jobs, for relationships, hunting for homes, hunting for cars, like every time you get to the, the, the thing that you want, it's a new question. When you go look for a house, what do you ask? How's the school? Is it food places around? Is it get, how close is the gas station? How close is the hospital? What are the neighbors like? Right? You go looking for a job. Is it work from home? What the PTO like? What the, how many schedules is it? How many people on my team? Like, so every, every answer creates a new question. It's no different internally. So as I'm finding out things going on with my mental health, when I'm like, oh, that I, you know what? That makes complete sense. Now I have a new question. In relationships, you can ask something, things can happen, and it's like you get the answer, but it's like it's a new, it's a new uh, question now. And so the, the, the quickest that we pull the facts and we stick to that, the better the relationship is going to be. Is it going to be hard? Yeah, because I'm not allowing you and I'm not allowing myself to be emotional and we forget about what happened and now, you know, we somewhere fucking and not fixing the problem. Because that's emotions right there, right? I had a situation this past week, and I just I, I I typically respond angry. I typically respond in a tone of voice that is uh, that comes off as chastising, um, and I don't want to do that. But remember, I told you I gotta not want to do it for me. So I chilled. I didn't respond negatively. I didn't respond aggressively. I was as calm as possible, and I responded. Very proud of myself because what I'm doing is working. If you know me and my temper, especially when I feel like when I feel uh, hurt or when I feel um, disrespect in any type of level, like I, it's it's one of those things. And so, being able to stick with the facts, bring it, you know, reel it in, I was able to control what I needed to control. And so I, I, I live by this stuff. I'm not just telling on this podcast telling y'all I live by this. So if you're struggling with yourself emotionally and mentally, um, you should try these four things, which is full body nurturing, you know, silence, uh, meaning like exercise, meditation. If you pray, pray or what have you, or just legit, just be in silence, um, replacing your old thoughts with fresh thoughts. Um, and, and make sure that they're realistic thoughts that's not going to create an additional frustration. And then sticking with the facts. We all were like as hard as that is, if we are able to reduce emotion and stick with facts, the arguing, the conflict, the confusion will stop and everybody will will be all right. Right. We'll be all right. And so just understand that, you know, our journey is what it's meant to be. Uh we 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 got to go through something to get somewhere
And so I tell all the time, let's do that joint together because we got this. No matter what, we got this. So remember, no matter the darkness, no matter the struggles, the obstacles, um, no matter how hard it seems to be, we got the opportunity and we got the ability to get to the light. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to peacefullyflawed.com for your Poetic Properties merch. Also, King's Collective is available now on the site, $16.99, 43, book, or 43 poems, um, great pieces in there. Also, Into the, uh, Into the Night will be released very soon. Second Power, the first single from that album is available on my site. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com. If you want to donate to the podcast, head over to Good Pods, download that app. It is an amazing app to have if you are a podcaster or a podcast listener. Um, you can review all of the, um, you can review the, the pods in real time right there. Uh, you can uh, rate them in real time and it's just amazing. You can communicate with your host and all that. So I have a tip jar over there if you want to donate to the podcast. If you want to donate to Infinitely Complex overall, head over to my Twitter page, The Complex. It has a tip jar over there. If you are um, someone who just likes, shares, comments, or what have you, just know I love and appreciate you for that. I'm trying to change the world one poem. One podcast, one piece at a time. And I'm very, very grateful for all that you guys do with the sharing and liking. So again, www.peacefullyflawed.com for all things complex. Just know that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity to get to the light. Peace.